You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, Real Paranormal Activity is proud to present Terry's Mysterious Moments. Welcome to Terry's Mysterious Moments, Season 3. Thank you for joining me on this journey into the odd, the weird, the strange. Hope you'll enjoy it. Now, on with the show. Good evening, fellow Mysterians. Last show I talked about places across the United States and over by Japan that are called triangles, much like the Bermuda Triangle. Of course, we've all heard of the Bermuda Triangle, especially if any of you have been listening to me for any length of time, because I've mentioned it several times. It's a place where planes and ships have mysteriously gone missing in the Atlantic for decades. But not all are aware that there are other places that are called triangles with very similar reasoning. This one is in Nevada. It's called the Nevada Triangle, and it's lying in a region of the Sierra Nevada Mountains in Nevada and California. And in that area, some 2,000 planes have been lost over the last 70 years. In this remotely populated area of more than 25,000 miles of mountain desert, many of the crash sites are never found. The Nevada Triangle forms from Las Vegas, Nevada in the southeast to Fresno, California in the west and up to Reno, Nevada at the top. The Sierra Nevada mountain range stretches 400 miles from Nevada to California and it's located right inside of the Deadly Triangle. There are three famous parks inside of the Triangle, which are Yosemite, Sequoia, and Kings Canyon National Parks. Within this rugged wilderness is the mysterious top secret Area 51. Along with the dozens of conspiracy theories, which include UFOs and paranormal activity that surrounds the Air Force Base, Similar theories have long been considered regarding the rest of the Nevada Triangle. The Sierra Nevada mountain range is a very rugged and high mountain desert. There are exceptionally high mountain peaks such as Mount Whitney having the highest point in the contiguous United States measuring 14,505 feet. These treacherous areas make it exceptionally hard, if not impossible, to find many of the planes that have vanished over the years. Like I said, in the last 70 years, approximately 2,000 planes have gone missing in the Triangle, and that's an average of three disappearances each and every month. And what's even more alarming is the fact that the majority of these planes have never been found. No wreckage, no human remains, no nothing. It's as if they vanished into thin air. Many of these planes were flown by very competent and very experienced pilots and they disappeared under mysterious circumstances. And again, no wreckage. One of the earliest planes lost in the Triangle 
includes a story dating back 70 years when a B-24 bomber crashed in the Sierra Nevada mountains in 1943. The bomber lifted off on December 5th and disappeared. They started an extensive search mission the next day when they took off in flight of nine B-24 bombers looking for it and one of them went missing. Both of the planes have since been found. One, the first plane missing was found near a lake. The pilot and co-pilot were still there so they named the lake after the co-pilot. And then they found the other B-24, the, the searching bomber, at the bottom of what is called Huntington Lake Reservoir when it was drained for repairs to the dam in 1955. And they said all of the crew were still in place except for the two that bailed out. Another plane went missing on May 9, 1957 when an Air Force lieutenant named David Steves was piloting a T-33 trainer taking off from Hamilton Air Force Base near San Francisco on a flight to Arizona, the plane disappeared. After a thorough search without success, the Air Force declared the 23-year-old pilot dead. However, 54 days later, the pilot reappeared and he was gaunt. He was dressed in tattered clothing. He had been walking through the backwoods of Kings Canyon National Park for the 54 days and he finally came to a camp where he could be reunited with civilization. He described that something in the plane had exploded and he blacked out. But when he came to, he had time to bail out of the plane. Now, problem was, when he bailed out, he hurt both ankles. So he had his parachute and he drugged that parachute and he used it to help keep warm because he was at 12,000 feet elevation. He crawled for 20 miles in the freezing temperatures and for 15 days without food or shelter. Finally, he came to an abandoned National Park Service cabin where he found some food as well as fishing gear. He then survived by fishing and he killed a deer with his pistol. After regaining some of his strength, he tried to make it to civilization, during which time he nearly drowned in the Kings River before stumbling onto a pack train guide who took him by horse back to civilization. Though clearly a brave man, there were some who questioned his story due to his disappearance occurring in the midst of the Cold War and no remains of his plane could be found. 20 years later in 1977, a group of Boy Scouts found the canopy of his jet, but nothing else of it. In 1941, a Lieutenant Leonard C. Leiden parachuted to safety after his army fighter squadron got lost over the mountains. His P-40 fell within a mile of where he landed in the remote Sequoia and Kings Canyon National Parks. To this day the wreckage has never been found. Charles Ogle, who was a wealthy real estate developer, took off from Oakland, California in August of 64 and vanished en route to Las Vegas. He had been a Marine Corps pilot but he was never seen or heard from again. This plane has not been found. In 1986, Major Ross Mulhair flew a F-117. You remember the diamond-shaped black craft that everybody thought was UFO? Into a mountain near Bakersfield, California. Now, I'm not sure if this was in the locale of the triangle or 
just how they related it. The cause of the crash was never officially revealed. What is it that makes planes disappear? There are a lot of theories, some of them nutty theories, some of them solid theories, some of them just kind of just out there. Conspiracy theorists have long said the reason that so many flights have disappeared is connected to the presence of Area 51, where the U.S. Air Force is known to test secret prototype aircraft. But many experts believe the disappearances can be attributed to the area's geography and atmospheric conditions. Okay, both of those ideas are, to me, they're pretty sound. You've got a secret base. You don't want anybody to be able to film what goes on at the base. You don't want them to see what goes on at the base. So maybe you have to shoot them down. Now, on the other hand, the mountains in that area make for some very extreme weather, and they have what is called a mountain wave. Now, I saw an illustration of this, and it looks like the air comes over the mountains and then just goes up and down and up and down like a what would be called a camelback on a roller coaster ride, except it's more severe. And some of these planes just can't handle it and get knocked down out of the sky. They also include pilot error. Yeah, that can happen. Because some of these pilots are, they're aware of what they're doing, but they don't have a lot of experience. It could be the turbulence and the, the disorienting mountain terrain. And like I said, over the last 70 years, 2,000 planes have gone missing. So it's called the graveyard for planes. Many of those who have gone missing, like I said, were highly experienced pilots. Some of them weren't. So what knocks them out of the sky? They think that the pilot error is one reason, the mountain waves and downdrafts others, Area 51, and even aliens. And we know that you can't drive close to Area 51 without being stopped by armed personnel. So it would make sense that if you fly over it or the vicinity of it, you could get shot down. And who knows, maybe they're the ones that go out and clean up the mess. Some of the other airplanes that have gone missing in the area. In 1968, a plane from Hawthorne, Nevada Airlines Flight 708, which was nicknamed the Gambler Special, was traveling from Long Beach to Burbank, California, and then to Hawthorne, bringing people to gamble and have fun. The aircraft went missing, claiming 35 souls. It was 32 passengers and three crew members. During the search efforts, five more people died. The wreckage was finally found on at Mount Whitney, the highest mountain. Oddly enough, after examining the wreckage, there was no evidence of any mechanical or electrical malfunction. So it's unclear as to what caused the plane to crash. There's a man that hiked up to the exact spot of the crash. He found a tube of lipstick lying on the ground, along with a tube of mascara. He also found shiny coins that were most likely from a slot machine. And most tragic was a stewardess's jacket. The most famous disappearance in the Nevada Triangle was that of American businessman Steve Fawcett. Now, Steve Fawcett was widely recognized for setting several aviation world records as well as being the first person who flew non-stop around the planet in a hot air balloon all by himself. He was definitely an adventurer who also loved sailing. 
on September 3rd, 2007, he was flying his single-engine Belanca Super Decathlon stunt plane over Nevada's Great Basin Desert when it vanished. There was an extensive search for him and his plane, but his wreckage was not found. Although searchers did come across several other crash sites to other planes. After a month, the search for Fawcett was called off. The following year, a hiker found his identification cards in the wilderness. A couple of days after they found the cards, they found his crash site, which was about 65 miles from where he'd originally taken off. About a month later, two bones were discovered around a half mile from the crash site that were later proven to be Fawcett. However they can do it with the garbage that was left of the plane, they said they examined it and found nothing wrong, no equipment malfunction. So the question is, did he get caught in these 400 mile an hour downdrafts? And with the small plane like that, he couldn't have worked his way out of it. So it probably knocked him out of the sky. In Alaska, there's another area called a triangle and it's called dun, 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 the Alaska Triangle. And people vanish in these areas. Now the thing is, you're going out in raw, wild backwoods where there are raw, wild animals that will eat you. So is it really surprising that people disappear so much out there? I'm thinking a bear could probably finish me off in a couple of days if he was hungry. But the, the thing is, the, the area that we're talking from Juneau and Yakutat in the southeast all the way north to the Barrow Mountain Range and then back down to Anchorage in the middle of the state. And what, whatever part of the state that that covers within this zone are vast areas of unexplored wilderness including sprawling forests, craggy mountain peaks, and desolate barren tundra. The region sports an unusually high number of people who are both tourists and locals who go missing every year without a trace as if they vanished off the face of the earth and additionally the planes have disappeared and same thing, nothing left. It said that since 1988, a staggering 16,000 people have vanished in the so-called Alaska Triangle, never to be heard from again. Some of the more famous, or one of the more famous dis disappearances took place in 1972 when an airplane carrying none other than two prominent politicians, House Majority Leader Hale Boggs and Representative Nick Begich, along with an aide Russell Brown and their pilot Don Jones, it mysteriously vanished in the region while they were on their way from Anchorage to Juneau. It was a Cessna 310. The disappearance of such prestigious public figures sparked an intense search that lasted for 39 days, involved over 400 aircraft, including an SR-71, dozens of boats, including 12 from the Coast Guard, and no evidence could be found of the men or the plane. There were some conspiracy theories at the time that it was all J. Edgar Hoover's fault because he and Boggs seemed to have a power struggle going on. What is going on in the remote, unexplored wilderness of Alaska? And it depends on who you ask 
and the ideas run the gamut from the plausible to the fringe to the whoa that's out there the area has long been associated with evil spirits in the lore of the native Tlingit people of the region with one notorious entity being called Kushtaka who is a shape-shifting demon that is said to look like a cross between man and otter and is said to lure hapless people to their doom in particular those who are lost another theory is that the Alaska Triangle is one of the vile vortexes that I mentioned last week actually it's vile vortices a man named Ivan Sanderson who is a cryptozoologist and American researcher gave these names to these places and said they're they're energy vortexes and they sometimes lay up they go across ley lines which are subterranean electromagnetic currents naturally the the most famous of these vile vortices is the notorious Bermuda Triangle but they're said to exist in places as far flung as the Algerian megaliths to the south of Timbuktu the Indus Valley in Pakistan Hamakulia volcano in Hawaii the Devil Sea near Japan the South Atlantic and both the North and South Poles various famous places such as Stonehenge Easter Island and the pyramids of Egypt are also said to lie on vortexes and indeed it's claimed by some to be the reason these monuments were erected there in the first place there are those who say these vortexes are vortices create all kinds of strange phenomena that they're thought to affect humans in various physical mental and emotional ways they cause visions they can demonstrate miraculous powers of healing and generating spurts of creativity or profound epiphanies many people believe that they can tap into their higher selves when at these vortexes these places can also allegedly induce disorientation confusion I have to apologize for my voice I seem to be allergic to something these places can also allegedly induce disorientation confusion and both visual and audio hallucinations as well as cause delicate electrical instrumentation to go nuts or malfunction and more far out theories on energy vortexes are that they are actually doorways into spiritual dimensions or gateways to other realms I could go with some of that all of these things could explain why people in vehicles such as ships or airplanes go missing there are some interesting things that seem to support the idea that the triangle could be one of these vortexes Alaska is covered with a large concentration of magnetic anomalies some of which can disrupt compasses to the point that they're as much as 30 degrees off in addition some search and rescue workers in the area have reported having audio hallucinations as well most commonly described as sounding like an angry swarm of bees and a feeling usual unusually disoriented or lightheaded sounds kind of like the Taos hum some reading of areas in the supposed Alaska Triangle have indeed produced various unusual anomalies and spikes of electromagnetic activity could this have anything to do with the disappearances it could be but it's unclear 
as to whether these vile vortexes even exist, and the theory has been open to a good amount of skepticism. According to authorities, the disappearances are due to a completely different reason. Statistically, Alaska has more annual missing person reports than anywhere else in the country, twice the national average. It also has the highest number of missing people who are never found. In 2007, for instance, 2,833 people were reported missing. And when compared to the state's comparatively low population of around 670,000 at the time, that equates to about four in every 1,000 people. Of course, there are people who want to get away from it, start life anew. There are other people that are just dumb and don't know what to do. They, they don't go in prepared. And again, there are hungry bears to take into consideration. So anyway, those are some stories. I don't know what to think about them. I, I believe in some of them. Others, I just say, well, that's just that's kind of a, a numbers game in some cases. But there's a lot of people gone missing in these areas. A lot of things have happened. So maybe there is something to it. I don't know. What do you think? Let me know. I want to remind you that on Mondays, Aaron Hunter has Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast. On Tuesdays, we have Aaron Frail, who does Aaron's Horror Show. Wednesdays, it's me, Terry's Mysterious Moments. And on alternating Thursdays, we have Patrick Sean Jones with the Sandman Lullaby. And on the first Friday of the month, we have video reports from Full Dark Productions and The Witching Hour. Remember that you can go to your app store on either Apple or Android, download the RPA app, and when you open that up in your whatever you listen to the program on, you will not have to go looking for the shows. They will be right there all together. So look for that, the RPA app on your app stores. Well, that's about it for this week. I want to thank you for coming along for the ride, my fellow Mysterians. That's all I have for this week, so I'm going to say good night. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.